0: Following is a
1: production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about Cowboys? This, yeah! this yes. is the Players Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star.
2: All right, everybody, it is time for the Players' Lounge. I am Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safety, number 42, Barry Church. I'm here at Oxnard, California. Cowboys training camp where Mike McCarthy just wrapped up his press conference. Church is back in Texas. All right, B. Church, how we feeling today?
3: man look it's still hot as hell down here in dallas man but look man we're, we're all living through you right now you're all you're in california you got that ocean breeze coming in you might have had to put a light jacket on today but you got to witness the padded practices that the cowboys have been having so look man we're, we're living through you right now you're on top of the hill nui what you what you got for us big dog
2: Yes, I did have to put on a light jacket, and yesterday when we interviewed uh, Dak <laughs> Prescott, it got cold, and I didn't have a jacket, man, so I was I was hurting, so uh, not today, baby. I made sure I brought my light jacket today. <laughs> well, h- here's the thing about the pad of practice, and, and I'll start with um, the most important thing, which is number four. We're sitting out here wondering where's Dak as they start going into the team drills, and Dak ended up leaving the football field and went with the trainers and says he's got some shoulder soreness here. So he's going to take a couple of days off. And, and just looking at my notes here, Mike McCarthy said that it's not of high concern at all. He said that Dak didn't want to leave the practice field, but but they McCarthy wanted him to go ahead and leave the field. And he said Dak will still do all the drill work today. And uh, he said it's a good – opportunity for them to catch a fatigue injury so they're not worried about Dak Prescott long term and when we spoke to Dak he just said hey look I noticed a little um he noticed something two days ago and then yesterday at the pad of practice he noticed the strain again and he just decided that he was going to be cautious so for all cowboy nation out there and for people you know basically football, NFL fans across the you know the nation who want to know hey what's going on with the Cowboys in number four they say he'll be fine and in a couple of days expecting to be out there. Now based on that, let me tell you, Church, I don't know if I can break it to you, just, uh, but just tell you the truth, okay? Uh, w- uh, G, Double G did not look good. In fact, none of the Cowboy backups looked good at all yesterday. Five picks in the padded practice, okay? Five. five?
3: Five, five interceptions. By five. himself or as a group, they threw five? It was, it was as a group. It
2: was a group. Oh, don't worry. Donucci made sure he got he got something in there. Too. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing, I was sitting around with Nate Newton, former three-time Super Bowl champion, two days ago, and when we were looking at, at, at the backups. I said, hey, man, Dak's backup is not on this roster. He's not on this roster. And yesterday, I think, just proved it one more time. Now, unless these guys do something amazing in preseason, I think they're going to sit up here and possibly be looking. Now the good thing about the backers having an opportunity with Dak being out the next few days is they're gonna get they're gonna get their shot. We'll see exactly what they can do. But yesterday, man, it was not good at all. And I'll also be fair. Amari Cooper's not been in practice. He hasn't practiced since camp started. And then Michael Gallup sat out because of his ankle. And Gallup will be out again today. So you didn't have you know two really good receivers out there. But still, five picks is just unacceptable.
3: Ah, five, five picks. That is. That's a lot of intercessions, especially as a group. And and look, I, I know you know Garrett Gilbert. He's he's more of a gamer, so I expect him to. You know, he's going to arrive when that Hall of Fame games and the spotlight's on him. He's more <laughs> of a gamer, so I, I'm not worried about the practice. He's going to go out there and shine. But I, I wanted to ask you this, Nui. Is do you see that as just a lack of? talent or skill in the backup quarterback position, or do you see it as our defense communicating well, flying around to the ball, and actually taking the ball away? Do you see that as a good sign for our defense, or is it just, man, these backups are that much below uh, Dak Prescott's ability?
2: I think if you have been one of those who's been sold on Dan Quinn coming in here and being Mr. Mr. Fix-It, I would say so far, you should feel really good. These guys are communicating, they're talking. Mike McCarthy had spoken about the press conference that he just wrapped up out here. I also believe that there's a pride factor here, that maybe we haven't given enough. CREDIT TO FOR THE COWBOYS and THE GUYS WHO WERE HERE ON THIS TEAM LAST YEAR UNDERSTOOD THAT THAT JUST WASN'T ACCEPTABLE IT WASN'T GOOD AND EVEN MORE IMPORTANTLY SOMETHING WE'VE ALL TALKED ABOUT HERE ON THE PLAYERSNOW by HOTELS.COM is THERE'S COMPETITION MAN YOU KNOW THERE'S SACRED COWS AND GUYS ARE OUT HERE FIGHTING FOR JOBS THAT HASN'T ALWAYS BEEN THE CASE HERE WITH THE COWBOYS THE PAST FEW SEASONS AND I LIKE THAT it, GUYS ARE GOING TO HAVE TO GET UP HERE AND, and EARN A SPOT.
3: YEAH I, I AGREE WITH YOU 100 PERCENT I MEAN WE TALKED ABOUT IT ALL LAST SEASON HOW it felt like this defense just didn't have any accountability. It was, uh, you know, I missed that play, or somebody else will go get that play, and we've we seen it even in our, our safety last year. Xavier Woods, when he said, hey, you can't expect us to go uh, 100 miles an hour, 100% all the time, and, that, and that's, that was just basically a microcosm of what this defense was. They were just, you know, they weren't accountable, and they were letting things slide, and we saw that in our play on the field, so I love what Dan Quinn has done so far this offseason, bringing in competition on all three levels. I mean, we see the additions on the d tackle and the linebackers we got parsons cox all those guys in there and now we're making even more it just breeds competition and i've always been a believer that competition brings the best out of all these players so hopefully as things are finally starting to click for this defense cuz they got the potential they got the skill to be able to go out there and be a uh, you know mediocre even you know like mcrae would say a top 10 defense but we just got to see it out there and i think last year they were too confused out there and hopefully they they simplify the defense a little bit and these guys are just flying from a to b and not just worrying about thinking too much out there
2: there's a buy-in factor and the buy in factor was not there. Okay, Let, let's just be honest. The buy in factor wasn't there. Barry, you played in this league, and guys have to believe in what the defense is, believe in the coordinator, you know, just, just have an overall belief of like, hey, this coach is putting me in the best position and is going to help me win some games. I don't think that was the case with Mike Nolan at all last
3: year. Well, I, I will say this do you believe that having that? full off season having that OTAs mini camp and now training camp and we're gonna have preseason games. Do you think that also played a role in how these guys seem to be flying around right now? I do. I believe that but I also I also believe that what do they
2: say the strength of the pack is, is with the leader and the leader is Dan Quinn who's coming out here with, with energy and coming out here with a sense of focus. And I so far I see that translating. I think that the way Mike Nolan kind of went about things is kind of how they looked. And yeah, so getting your hands on these guys, it helps. Uh, Mike McCarthy's admitted that last year they didn't really have a, a, a good program in place to deal with the pandemic as, as much as they could have. So uh, I, am, I am cautiously optimistic of what I've seen so far. And I say cautiously because I've been fooled before. And, you know, <laughs> President, President Bush once said, can't get fooled again. So- Can't get fooled again. We were both on again. that train. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm still about looking at the defensive tackles, see what they're doing here, and and that's the benefit of having a guy like Nate Newton to practice. I always try to go watch practice with, with people who are experienced, the people who have an understanding of what's going on. And so Nate had talked about just looking at a couple of the offensive linemen here and, and a couple of the defensive linemen. Uh, number 75, also the Diggy from UCLA. That's a guy that, that I'm going to keep looking out for. I keep looking at it, uh, Big Ball Hannon, number 98, that they took up from Memphis. And, and um, Nevin Gallimore, number 96. I think Gallimore is a guy that we – We've all talked about it, looks as though he's going to be able to have that second year improvement. And some of these guys in their second year, they're going to have the ability to help this defense out. I look at Trey Diggs in his second year, and with a full, you know, and you think about it too. Now these guys are in their real first, you know, pool training camp where there, you know, it's not the whole COVID protocol here. And I think we're seeing a couple guys um, step up. Candidate, Maurice Candidate, has looked good at the corner spot, okay? None. Okay. This is this is this is a player here, so we'll see. set I'm cautiously optimistic, man, because I think sometimes as Cowboys media members, uh, we want to find the positives and write about the positives and talk about the positives, without always saying, "Hey, look, uh, you know, who are they going against? What's going on here?" Because. As much as we're talking about these five picks and, and, and who's picking them off here, I mean, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, and and Cooper Rush, you know, the, the, these guys are not expected to be playing on Sundays. And if they are playing for the Cowboys or any but other NFL team on Sundays, it's probably not going to be a good thing.
3: This is true. This is true. All right, I, I, I want to get back to the to the hog mollies. I want to get back down to the, the Giants in the trenches. I mean, we you got to witness, you know, the full, first pool full padded practices out there. Did the big three and you know, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Lyle, were they involved in any of these, you know, defensive line, offensive line, one-on-ones, or battles in the trenches like that? How did they look, and how did this defensive line look, you know, having them first full padded practice? Because like we said, everybody looks good in shorts, but did they look as good as they did in shorts with these pads on?
2: So when they started going into the, the individual drills, I, I stood next to Nate Newton, and that was, you know, great. what a great education. I mean, I wish everyone... Could have had that opportunity that I had to sit next to a Pro Bowl three time NFL champion and, and see what he's watching for. Collins looked good. Can okay, let me just say that about it again. Collins ended up looking very nice. And the, the also, hips look fluid and everything, huh? And that was what we looked about afterwards. Okay, hey, he just had the play, just made a hit, so how's he looking afterwards? So Collins is looking good, man. And I, okay. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Connor Williams, according to Nate, not not what he wants him to be. He still feels like he's too light. He also thinks that the center, Tyler Biotis, is light. So he's mm. got some concern about that that center guard combination of what he's seeing right there. The far knock kid, he looked like he's, he's, he's going to have some ability here, so let's see what he can do. Um, Randy Gregory was, was hard to block Randy Gregory. Uh, a player that I'm going to see more out of, especially from a blocking standpoint, is Jeremy Sprinkle, the tight end. Had a couple nice blocks in these drills. With it. They had them line up with the offensive line. Number 87, Kip from Arkansas. And I, I saw Sprinkle play in college. He ended up coming to Fort Worth for a, a game uh, with, with TCU that they ended up winning in overtime. And I thought he was a nice player. He was up in Washington, chatted with J.P. Fidley, who covers the Washington football team for NBC Sports up there. And, and he felt that, hey... The, He's, he's not a real player that the guy can't really you know he couldn't help you in that Washington offense and that Washington mm. offense they really wanted their, they wanted their tight ends to be more pass catchers. I just believe yeah. that the Cowboys need to have a tight end who can block in this offense. Blake Jarvin's coming off the ACL so you, you still have to kind of be wary of that. And Dalton Schultz is not a blocker. Sean McCune from Michigan he's more of a blocker but sprinkle you know I think you need I think you need four tight ends. I, I really do because you think we're going to carry four into the into the season? That's that's I, heavy at that position. It, it is, but you know, sprinkle's also going to have to play some special teams. And Church, I keep coming back into this. You're talking about a 17 game season, now. okay? 17 true. game season. So so you're going to you know, Jarwin and Schultz are going to make the team, okay? So we know this. McCune made it last year, so you know you could cut sprinkle and then maybe get him back, but I can see them keeping four tight ends because you've got to account for the fact that Jarwin is coming off this injury. So, if, if something happens to Jarwin, now you've got, you know, you've got Schultz, you got McCune, So, I think Sprinkle and, and can, can, can make the roster. Oh, by the way, remember, he's an Arkansas Razorback. You know, Jerry's got – Jerry even <laughs> have – they, they, they have a place in their hearts for those Razorbacks.
3: He got that connection, man. And, and look, the, the third and fourth tight end, if we were to keep that that many at that position, they've got to be heavy contributors on special teams, especially if they want to wear pads, if they want to get in, get into that 46-man with the pads on, on Sundays, they got to contribute on special teams. So if I'm Sprinkle, um, if I'm the kid from Michigan, you know, i got to become best friends with, with, with Fossil. i got to become best friends with Bones out there if I'm going to, you know, try to make this team. Because, we're, I mean, we're stacked everywhere else. I mean, it, it's it's stacked everywhere so it's it's gonna be tough making that that position at that tight end but uh, we'll see. We'll see if they're able but, but, to get but, uh, get down with special teams.
2: Stay with what you're saying right there. Coming off of ACL, you you, you know you want Jarwin nowhere near your special teams right there. So that's true. you true. Know, you're, you're, you're taking him off right there. But that's what we're talking about with Sprinkle being able to block. So if Sprinkle's able to block here, so now you put that on your punt team protection. You put that on, you know, you, you put that on uh, point after. You know, so so there's ways where you you can watch this guy get some stuff in terms of uh, special teams. That that's good. You know, I'm going to have to end up uh, asking. Fossil, the next time they let us talk to the coordinators about what he's seeing from McEwen and, and Sprinkle in terms of, of being special teams contributors and, and, and what they're going to do. But I you know, he, hey, Church, you, you play this league. I, guys know when they're coming here, they bottom them into the roster, that they've got to be special teams contributors or they're just not going to be able to get themselves out on the football field at all. It's just not, not going to happen. Hey, let's squeeze in our first break. When we come back, an observation I had yesterday that. I don't want to dive too heavily in, but it was just an observation that I ended up liking his hand. <clears> hmm, <throat> this could be good for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Louis Scrutts, on top Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys Safety. This is the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way
1: if you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero, guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep, steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the roll. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge.
2: Hey, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive access to training camp benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details to join today. You're checking out the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Louis Scruggs, joined by Barry Church, Church number 42, former Dallas Cowboys safety. Our other running buddy, Danny McRae, is doing some camp work back home in the Dallas Fort Worth. Star, so... Good Ooh. luck, to Danny. As he gets I hope all he's that indoors. Garbage. Exactly. I hope exactly. he is so, indoors. Uh, <laughs> good good <laughs> luck there, brother. Good luck there. So, I wanted to touch on something that, that, as a conversation that we got to meet with the media, so we get to talk to four players every day. And Terrell Basham was a guy that came over, and one of the things I asked him is said, "What, what should fans expect? What are we, what are you, what are people going to see out of you this year?" He said, "Man, energy." I am here to bring energy. He's like, that is what we need, man. We need energy. And he said, I'm tired of losing. He said, I know the Cowboys had a losing season last year. He said, I don't see that two years in a row. He said, man, I've never won. Uh, I want to win. And that's why he came here. And, okay. <laughs> you know, he talked about having jukes, uh, that on the field. Dan Quinn's talked about that. And, and and it just made me think, you know what? How many times did you see the Cowboys having have energy last year? And it's like, you know, it, this could be – he could be bringing something that they need, which is you know, just kind of an attitude. Just say, hey, man, let's have some energy. Let's come out here, be focused, and let's roll. And a guy who's tired of winning, I mean, I- I'm always a fan of that. You know, it gets to a point in yeah. time in your career where you're like, you know, dude, I'm tired of taking these L's. I want some Dubs.
3: Yeah. And, and look, man, every team needs at least one or two of those guys that just bring that passion, that bring that juice, that, that energy to any certain situation. I mean, you got to have it. One, you got to have it to get through camp. I mean, those days are long. Those weeks get long. And when you start getting padded practice on top of padded practice, it, it wears you down. But you got to have that one or two guys that are just no matter what's going on. It could be the fifth straight day in pads. You could be down 20 in a game. It don't matter. They still bring that passion, that juice, and they get you excited. I mean, for us it was a it was a guy by the name of jj wilcox who aka we called him juice man because he brought that juice no matter what time it was he brought the juice and tyron crawford in his younger years he always was passionate about going hard in the paint no matter what was going on whatever no matter what the coaches asked him to do so you definitely need one of those guys on the field to keep you energetic keep you getting get you through practice get you through a game and uh, hopefully he can bring that passion because you're right Nui. i mean last year all we really saw was you know guys with their heads down you know just communicating errors guys looking at each other pointing a finger and you you don't have that when you got a passionate when you got a passion about something and and some of those guys out there last year they just didn't have it so hopefully Basham and a couple other new guys that we bring in here bring that that rejuvenated juice back to this uh this team and especially on the defensive side of the ball
2: Mike McCarthy spoke about he'd rather have guys, you know, with too much juice and, and, and being at a high level than the opposite way. And Basham talked about how he's enjoyed working with Dan Quinn. So you see Quinn doing a lot of work with the D-line, especially in these individual drills. He's in there working these guys. And Basham said he really appreciated that. He likes that in a coach. And he thinks that that kind of helps that coach, you know, get more out of them. And so then I said, you mean like Greg Williams last year? And he just looked at me. He just kind of looked at me side eye like <laughs> – <laughs> um, yeah, And then there was another question that he spoke about, and I said, did Greg Williams do that with you last year? And then he just kind of looked at me again like, man, I got nothing good to say about Greg Williams. who got fired by the Jets, and we all know what kind of year they had in New York, so he's it, looking it, elite. to come here and win.
3: Yeah, and at least he, he didn't just throw them all the way. He just kind of gave you the side eye like, yeah, all right. At least he didn't, you know, go full force on them because they, they struggled. They struggled big time last year. And, and like you said, man, like we, we both were saying, we need some passion. We need some juice, especially on this defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's last year was just, I mean, we, we were all witness to it. It just wasn't what we wanted to put on the field. The product just wasn't there. So, you know, we need this juice. And hopefully he can bring it and, and, and inject us with it going out through the season.
2: Church, you understand this because you got to play for the Cowboys, you play for the Jaguars. They speak about Dan Quinn in a way we never heard them speak about Mike Nolan last year. And, look, I know it's early, but to me, I think that matters. When you've got a buy-in factor. I'm sorry, these are professional athletes, man. These aren't college kids where you can just browbeat them and force them to do what you want to. Pros have got to buy into this thing. And so far, they've bought in. I hadn't seen a preseason game or anything, but doggone it, it just beats last year. And, And the bar was so low last year that doggone it, fine. You know, buy into this guy, have some juice, come out here with some energy. you got to see the way these guys are reacting when somebody gets a pick six, or somebody makes a stop as they're, they're going through these drills. This defense, man, these guys are all out here rooting for each other. Doggone it, man. We didn't see it last year, man. I didn't see that at these training camp practices last year, okay? I didn't see that we, kind of attitude, man.
3: We, did, we didn't see it at all. I mean, you see it when, when – when, um... What's his name? KZ got the pick a couple days ago. I mean, the whole sidelines erupted. Defense erupted. I mean, you see these guys buying into it. You know, they're, they're, they're being accountable for each other. Somebody makes a mistake, they're not just, you know, sweeping it under the rug or, or saying, oh, these coaches can't coach. I mean, they're keeping each other accountable. And, and that goes huge. That goes huge, especially on the defensive side of the ball when you believe in what your coach is preaching. Like when we play with Marinelli, we believe that no matter what, scratch, claw, you got to punch that ball. you got to find some way to get the ball out. When you believe that, it's going to become second nature. And hopefully that becomes second nature that these guys are going to hustle to the ball, take the ball away, hit and run with a passion that we didn't see last year. And if we're able to do that, I mean, I I don't know about top ten, but we we can definitely creep into the middle of the pack as a defense overall, and we need that, especially with this explosive offense that we have.
2: If the offense does its job and puts 30 points on the board and they've got a middle-of-the-road defense, then they should be in a a good place. I believe that, you know, based on, if you do that, if you're scoring 30, 32 points a game and your defense is is middle of the road, if if it's, you know, 15, 16, 14 in that area, then I think they can have a winning season. So we'll see, because I'm still, I still got to see the D-line, baby. The D-line has to be better, okay? It has to be better. Um, Yes. Let me bring up another thing that I saw at training camp practice, and this was in the, uh, after practice, getting the chance to talk to Malik Hooker. The safety they brought in, who missed last season with an Achilles, he said, "Look at my production when healthy. So if you're a Cowboy fan, this is about health. If, if Malik Hooker is healthy, then Malik Hooker can help. You. If he's not, then you know, yeah. then they've, they're taking a one-year flyer. So I think of it in terms of, all right, here's KZ, here's Hooker. You've taken some flyers on some guys." Obviously on one year deals they've got something to prove and we'll just see through competition what happens. I don't think that you have to cut one or the other. We've got J-Ron Kirst out here. I gotta pay a little bit more attention to him. So we'll see. I just love the fact that there's competition you- here, man. And so oh, because yeah. it's competition and guys are out here having to play for having to eat, you know, and sing for their supper, then I think that's a good deal, man.
3: I think it's great that, you know, there's competition amongst every level on the defensive side of the ball. But, Nui, let me ask you. You think that if they, if let's just say for some reason, let's just say Hooker beats out KZ and he's a starting free safety. You wouldn't want, if you're Hooker, you wouldn't want, you know, them to say, OK, all right, you won this job, KZ. You know, we got to we got to let you go. We'll see. You mean, we'll give you an opportunity to land somewhere else, but we got to let you go. That way, Hooker's not always looking over his shoulder. Man, if, if this doesn't go right, if this doesn't go wrong. my my leash is short they're going to they're going to pull the trigger pull the trigger quick on me uh you know it's great to have depth but you would want your guy your guy whoever wins that starting battle to be able to play freely knowing that if he doesn't mess up at all somebody's going to come snag his job right back from him so i mean you know I, i get the depth piece of it but do you think we got room to keep both
2: church you came off the achilles injury and that's what that's what both guys are dealing with here i don't know that you can necessarily say hey this particular player is fine because you can re-injure that thing. Or in the cases of both guys, they could they could get injured again. They've got injury history. So I just don't think you can say, all right, Hooker's here, Casey's gone. KZ's here, Hooker's gone. I, I just think you go with both guys in a 17-game season. I, I'm going to emphasize that so much here on the player's side, it's brought to you by hotels.com. 17 game season. It's uncharted. We haven't seen it before. It's tough enough to get guys through 16 games. So now you're adding a game. And the Cowboys are going to go through that stretch of what I believe. It's maybe nine games in a row that they're going to have to play here. And you start yeah. looking at the end of December where you're you're basically four of your last six games against NFC East teams. You know, so, so the division title, most likely, is going to be on the line in these last few games. And I just don't think you can sit around here and think about cutting – Cutting guys like this, if you feel that they have a role and can help you play, um, play some football games. I I just, I'm I'm a fan of having multiple guys there, and then along the way, you know, they'll tell you. Got you. Football players have a way of telling you what you need to do (laughs) through their performance.
3: Yeah, this is true. I mean, this is true, and I. And it, it just kind of worries me as a defense overall. I mean, we, we got to go heavy some at some level, either whether it be D-line, linebackers, secondary. We got to go heavy at, at a certain position somewhere. But it, it just scares me overall that we're fielding such a, you know, kind of a wounded defense. I mean, like you said, we got Hooker coming off a huge injury. KZ, Keanu Neal. Uh, Let me look at our linebackers last year. We're all beat up. So, I mean, it's 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 we're definitely fielding an injury team and adding another game, 17 games. And I think after our bye week, I don't know if we play a nine straight or 11 straight. It's something that's long and it's going to it's definitely going to going to wear and tear on our players out there. So we definitely need our depth, but I'm just not sure if they're going to go heavy at the safety linebacker or D line position. Obviously, health is going to
2: dictate what happens here. I mean, so much of this is about health and what happens at camp. I mean, right now we're looking at Gallup dealing with the, the knee, um, I should say the ankle injury from two days ago. And, and we see Cooper still trying to get where he needs to be. Tristan Hill is, is still out there working with Britt Brown on the side. He's on the pup list, not ready to go. So I just think that how they set this team will be determined so much by the health and who else was that I'm looking at here today? Um, Tyrant, okay. Tyrant is not practicing today, according to head coach Mike McCarthy, because of elbow tendinitis. So that's that's something to, to to think about as you start looking at your football team. He brought up uh, Terrence Still, by the way, and he said, um, "Look at my notes here from the McCarthy press conference. He said that Still is a great." Great example of a guy who's in his second year and the weight room work and what he went through there, that he likes what he's seen there. So a lot of positives about um, some of the guys on the roster, the backup position right now. But this is this is health, man. I mean, you've seen it. You saw what they all went through last year. And that's this league. Yeah, Who's healthy? And, and I think, Shoot.
3: Go ahead. I was going to say, the only thing I think that good that came out of last year with all these injuries is it gave a chance, like the steals, the Knights those guys of the world to to get a lot of reps and get game get actual game time experience out there I mean it was definitely a hosh posh of old linemen that we used to throw in there we were playing fantasy football maxing and matching and moving people here and there but it gave those guys vital experience out there that they're gonna need I mean especially if they're going for a backup role seeing as though those big three you know Tyron Zach Martin and Lyle Collins have all had injury history or injury history problems or whatever so for me, I gave them a lot of good uh, game experience, and you know they, they can they can provide uh, vital backup roles for us going throughout the season. And,
2: and we'll see. And, and this is a good question. I got to start to dive into is how are they going to have the practice roster this year? Because last year you were able to keep some veterans on the practice roster, and they they increased it. So so how 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 do the cowboys go about that so let's say for instance they only keep three tight ends and you cut a sprinkle so are you able to possibly put sprinkle on your practice on your practice squad so these these are some interesting things about what what will the cowboys be able to do how will the league have their rules this year coming out of you're still dealing we're still in the pandemic okay we're still in the pandemic so how will the nfl go about that so i'm going to be really interested i think that so much will dictate what the cowboys do with certain players and I think you're right. Where do you go heavy at? And this is a great, great, great question If we just don't know yet. The players are going to tell us in can. Yeah. Uh, what we see in the preseason games. Guys guys are going to cut themselves or guys are going to help themselves. They do it all the time, especially now with this football team. And I'm pretty excited about that. Hey, Barry, let's squeeze in another uh, another break that we got to get to right here. Um, Somebody's got a birthday today with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll tell you exactly who it is. Pretty important player. We'll do that next on the Players' Notes brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio. At
1: Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals smoothie king uses only whole fruits and organic veggies you'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors colors or preservatives and unlike some other smoothie places there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends smoothie king is proud to be the official smoothie of the dallas cowboys place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery smoothie king rule the day hey cowboys fans ready to spice up your next watch party to the Players' Lounge.
2: The new era sideline collection has landed in store so fans can wear the same headwear as the team. Just head to the Pro Shop, your official store of the Dallas Cowboys Nation, to get the 2021 New Era Draft Cap. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com. You are checking out the Players Lines brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Louis Scrunch, joined by Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safety number 42. Number 40, Danny McCray, former Cowboys safety, is off today's out handling Dallas Cowboys camps. So, Church, um, it is Dak Prescott's birthday today. So, oh, uh, no. yeah, yeah. his so
3: birthday, huh?
2: Yeah. So, so Ezekiel Elliott is going to talk to the media at one uh, uh, thirty Pacific time out here. And Zeke said Dak bought him a diamond bracelet for his birthday. So I want to know what did Zeke buy Dak for his birthday? Since they're operating on that kind of level like that. Yeah, oh, I, I mean,
3: you know. when you when you got the funds like that, I mean. The sky's the limit. I mean, man, you getting you getting diamonds. I know they real. I know those diamonds was real. So, mm, imagine what he's gonna get him. Maybe maybe a Lambo, maybe a Ferrari. Who who knows? Who knows, man? That, that's a different ex- type of money right there. What is the most expensive thing you ever bought for a teammate? Oh man, I got I got about a what was it a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card to Best Buy. I mean, I was cheap out here in these streets, man. I wasn't I wasn't doing none of that when we was when I was in the locker room, man. All the offensive linemen giving each other these Louis bags, these Hermes bags, and guys getting leather jackets and all this stuff. If you people hated being picked with me because I was letting them off the rip, no, hey man, you're gonna get this Best Buy card, some type of gift card somewhere, and it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be a lot of money. So hey, if you get if you pick me. Sorry for you, and, and people used to hate it because everybody else was getting all these elaborate gifts. and I, Man, I'm too cheap out here. I'm too ch- I got I to keep all the ducats, Nui. Got to keep them all.
2: Okay, so when you were in Jacksonville, <laughs> how did it go there?
3: Oh, it was the same thing. Cats was getting all types of bags and suits and glasses and diamond this, diamond that, these Rolexes and this. And I got gifted with a few great things, but I'm telling you, you was hitting this good Best Buy car. You might get a, you know, Nordstrom's for $500. Come, I get on, a little gift. <laughs> Come on, I'm man. sorry, and then, like you said, it, it was in Jacksonville, and Katz was like, man, you just got paid, and this is how you going to do us? So I'm like, man, look, I I don't know what to tell you. I don't church, know what to tell you.
2: Shirt, you know, okay, that's foul. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, sure, that's foul, man. You got it. You had a bag in Jacksonville, okay? When you, with the Cowboys, you a free agent, cat but you got the bag in Jacksonville, man. You had to come out here. And, okay, so let me ask this. D- did you ever do anything for the team? For instance, rented a food truck or something like that for guys at the practice. Did you ever do anything like that?
3: Nah, not like that. I mean, the most I did, we, I mean, we took all the, the the DBs out to dinner a couple of times. I, you know, I'd take the tab. Um, but other than that, man, it was it was nothing, nothing elaborate. But I've been a part of some elaborate elaborate gifts and, and dinners, and the tabs were being in the thirties and fifty thousands. And but for me, nah, I, I wasn't doing all that. I, I wasn't doing that, man. I was I was sticking to the basics, the base Best Buy or man, Nordstroms. I mean, that that, that, that guard, was all you was gonna get out of church, man.
2: Look at you guard guarding that check, man. Guarding that check. All right. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I did ask Dak Prescott yesterday about Simone Biles. And, uh, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, United States gymnast ever deciding to sit out the rest of the Tokyo Games to deal with with mental health. And Dak Prescott has been open about dealing with mental health and what he went through with COVID and what he went through with the suicide of his brother. And he said he's more supported. Simone Biles. He says none of us know what she's going through, and he said he was happy that she decided to take care of herself. So I thought that was pretty, pretty good. I, I tweeted it out on uh, uh, on my my Twitter page at Newy Scruggs. It's N E W Y S C R U G G S. It's N E W Y S C R U G G S. As, as Dak Prescott yesterday spoke uh, spoke to her, and by the way, at the Olympics, Sumisha Lee, 18 year old from Minnesota. Uh, an American, she won the all-around competition, and one of the things, I was I was happy to see it, I was happy to see an American capture the fifth straight uh, Olympic all-around gold medal in that competition, but I was just happy, and it just goes to show why you gotta keep working. Even if somebody's mm-hmm. better in front of you, even if somebody, they're, they're more, you just got to keep working because you never know when your opportunity is going to come and you have to take advantage of your opportunity. And that's what Lee did at 18 years old. She's an Olympic yeah. champion. And hopefully she gets everything that comes along with being the Olympic champion that we saw for Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas and Nastia Lucan and Carly Patterson. So good and,
3: t- good for Miss Lee. I mean, you're a thousand percent right on that. I mean, talk about... You know, being prepared for when your opportunity arises. I mean, like it, it was thrown. It wasn't like she she knew this was gonna happen. It was thrown. And, and 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 you know, Simone Biles, she had to walk away for her mental issues, which no one can blame her for that. No one knows the amount of pressure that she had to go under. I mean, maybe only you know Michael Phelps or someone like that, who's that celebrated as an Olympic athlete. But you know, Lee. She or, or um. Yeah, her last name was Lee, right? I, my, yes, Lee. Last name? yes, Lee. Lee. Yeah. So, you know, that, that thing was thrown upon her, and she was able to step up, you know, prepared, and won the all-around gold. I mean, it was, it's, it was just an immense accomplishment. So proud of her, so proud of the Olympic team. Like you said, that's the fifth straight all-around gold the U.S. has taken home. I mean, that's, that's an incredible accomplishment in its own right.
2: I, I go back to watching Simone Biles and the U.S. national team when they came to Dickies Arena in Fort Worth for national championships, and I remember sitting there with my daughters, and I said, wow, I feel sorry for these other ladies because they're all, they're all trying to get silver. They're all going for second place because, you know, Simone Biles is going to win. And I think about what I saw and what I thought about, and then here was the opportunity that comes for Sinesha Lee to win the gold medal because she stayed prepared. She stayed ready. And I think that's a great lesson, not just for any athlete, for anyone in life. Just keep preparing, and if there's somebody better than you, fine. Keep competing, keep doing what you do, because you never know when your time is going to come. And I just have so much respect for that. In church, I go back to what you talked about when you were a free agent here. All right, you know, it wasn't it wasn't stacked in your direction, but you kept competing, and you ended up making the football team, and you ended up having the career that you wanted. But you had to be prepared, and you had to make sure you were handling your business to be ready for
3: that. Oh, idea. you you had to, because you never know what was going to happen. I mean, we I was taking third string reps basically all throughout the whole camp getting third string reps in preseason games and then uh, Pat Watkins got hurt for a little bit and he missed one of the games and he missed about three or four practices and you know that was my opportunity to run with the twos we started playing dimes so I got a little bit of runs runs with the ones as a dime and you never know when your opportunity arises you just gotta Make sure that you're ready for that situation. And just like Lee and, and myself and countless others, when, when your situation arises, you got to be ready for it. And she was, she was ready for it, took advantage of it. And same thing goes out to all these young cowboys in there that's going into their first training camp or their second or third. If that situation arises where you get an opportunity to run with the ones, run with the twos, you got to take advantage of it. You got to do something each and every day to get the coach's attention, whether that be one batted down pass or you made a great communication and put them in the right defense or you just didn't make them mistake all day you got to have one thing in mind that the coaches go back to that film and say oh man he did pretty good today let's see what he can do further on so if you can do that mentality I mean it'll become easy it'll become easy for you piggyback of what you said 2016 right out here Oxnard California Jamil
2: showers is splitting reps with Dak Prescott as a 13 quarterback guy Kellen Moore is the number two quarterback and Tony Romo is the established starter and we all Mm -hmm. know what happened there? Dak Prescott ends up becoming the number one guy backup to Duomo because Kellen Moore ended up getting a, a leg injury, which ended his career. And then we saw Tony in that preseason game against Seattle get hurt, and Dak Prescott starts the season. They're 8 0, and you know, the rest and becomes rookie of the year. So that goes back to just taking advantage of your opportunity, and despite whatever else. Is happening in front of you, or who's better than you? Just keep working. So, anyway, man, once again, happy for Lee, and and we hope that Simone Biles can find the the peace she needs mentally to be um, the whole person and the best person for her. Uh, Church, I'm going to get out here. I want to catch some of this practice here. I want to catch out some of these big uglies and what they're going to do. We report back (laughs) next time. We got the players' lounge, and I'm going to be very interested to see how your man Double G, Garrett Gilbert, bounces back today because Dax. He's a gamer. Won't be practicing for the next few days. Does he make the strides he needs to be? And if you're Cooper Rush, do you find a way to go ahead and try and push ahead of Garrett Gilbert? And how much can Ben DiNucci improve? So these quarterbacks have an opportunity to show these coaches what they can do. Or Will McClay's going to be on the phone bringing in somebody. So that, that, that's <laughs> what's going on with that backup quarterback <laughs> position right there, man. Hey, good stuff. Um, appreciate you. Hey, everybody who works behind the scenes here at DallasCowboys.com. Uh, radio. Thank you so much. we got Chris, we got Will, uh, a whole host of other people that make this thing work out here in Oxnard, California. This has been the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. Take care. Goodbye.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!